0: Good evening, and welcome to the new episode of the Haunted Log Old Time Radio Mystery Theater Presents The Shadow. Tonight, we are doing a story called The Hounds in the Hills. I'm Nick, and I'm joined by Ryan. And we're going to listen to the episode and come back and discuss it. So sit back, everybody.
1: <laughs> the Shadow.
2: <laughs> now again comes radio's strangest adventurer, The Shadow. Mystery man who strikes terror into the very hearts of shopsters, lawbreakers, and criminals. Today on the air, Blue Cole brings you The Shadow's latest adventure, Hounds in the Hills. just a moment, the shadow's exciting adventure will begin. Meanwhile, I have an important message for everybody. We are now in the midst of the most treacherous season of the entire year, but you can protect your family's health during this danger period by burning blue coal, for blue coal gives you clean, uniform, healthful heat all winter long, and its harmless blue coloring is your guarantee of better heat at less cost. So when you order fuel, Insist on Blue Coal, its Pennsylvania's finest anthracite. Your nearest Blue Coal dealer will be glad to send you a trial ton. Phone him tomorrow. High in the pine-clad hills of North Carolina, where backwoods living is neighbor to palatial winter homes, there is a haunted mansion, relic of former grandeur. With no visible means of support, old Sadie, haggard, half-demented creature, and Jake, a hunchback son, live in one wing of the dilapidated old house. A pack of great, vicious, cross-breed hounds guards the old place from intruders. It is early evening. In the dim half-light, two figures, led by one of the hounds, approach the house.
3: Yes. You're not my mother. And I don't believe there's other little boys here like you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. You wait, me. I got lots of sons now. Oh, see, I'll show you. Mom, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me, Jake. Yeah, that's Jake. <laughs> You're what he was before I dropped him and hurt his back. Who's that you got with you, Mom? Who's that, Anna? to him, Dickie. I don't like him. He's awful looking. <laughs> Dickie? Uh, he's a hunchback. Uh, his mother dropped him when he was a little fella like you. I dropped him. <laughs> uh, we'll start all over again with a new Dickie.
2: Improved
1: So, Cranston, you don't always miss the ball, eh? Well, that's what a vacation in North Carolina does for you. Especially when you're the host, Mr. Rupert. <laughs> I thought you were always on vacations, Lamont. I've never heard of you doing anything except dabbling in that mysterious laboratory of yours. <laughs> yes, just a <the> playboy. <laughs> yes, I just dabble. <laughs> a little science, a little chemistry, a little psychology. just dabble. Mr.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Rupert! Mr. Rupert! Someone's calling you, Gary. you has
1: been in a hurry. Why, well, the Sheriff. I hope I haven't done anything wrong. Perhaps he saw you drive, Sheriff.
3: Mr.
1: Rupert. to bother you. Uh, What is it, Sheriff? Another child lost. Gone over the cliff at the border trail. What? Another one? Yes, sir. Little Dickie Nelson this time. Good Lord, Sheriff. This is horrible. Child lost? Is is that what you said, Sheriff? Yes, sir. Fourth in less than two weeks.
3: Lost? Lost how? On the border
1: trail over cliff there. Oh, that's
3: awful.
1: What is this trail, Gary? Well, it's a narrow pathway along the rim of a high cliff. Washes out so that a slip on the gravel starts to slide right over the cliff. And you mean to say four boys have been lost there in two weeks? Yes. Four? Yes, but doesn't it strike you there might be something more than just fate causing the disappearance of these children? Well, but what? Well, that I don't know. Gary, I'd like to look at this cliff. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tranton, you see how the trail washes out down the cliff? Yes, yes. That's a thousand feet straight down there. The river at the bottom. Yeah. I reckon the current must carry the bodies away. We haven't found a trace of them.
3: I don't suppose there's any doubt about what happened to the boys.
1: No, Miss Lane. When Bobby Meena disappeared last week, we found a ball he'd been playing with. Would you call that conclusive evidence? Well, this morning we snared up Dicky Nelson's cap that was caught on some shrubbery part way down the mountain. Mm. Of course, some of the colored folk around here think ghosts done it.
3: Ghosts?
1: Yeah. See, there was howling last night about the time Dickie was lost here. What kind of howling, Sheriff? Darn to find no so. You see, they heard it the three times the other bars were lost. But you know how they are. Colored folks up here in the hills. superstitious. Yes. But what kind of a howl does a ghost make in this part of the country, Sheriff? And that's what I ask. But nearly could describe it, it was like a dog howling. A hound dog. Well, I've generally found that a dog howling means dog. Perhaps I'd better reverse the usual procedure of dog trailing a man. It's
3: all very mysterious, Lamont. Yes, it is, Margot.
1: Will you excuse me for a moment, Sheriff? Yes, certainly, Mr. Crank. Margot, I think mm-hmm. the shadow will look into this mystery. But how? Go back to the house, Margot. I'll wireless you if I need help. In my invisible state as the shadow... I'm going to follow the clue of the dogs and see where it leads me. see you? No.
3: Didn't old Sadie or Jake see you?
1: No, it's dark in here. But even with a light on, people can't see me because I've learned how to make them think they don't
3: baby. He's my Jackie. He's you before you came a hunchback. If you kill him, you'll be killing yourself. He's you, Jake. You keep away from me. Don't you touch me. Jake,
1: don't touch that boy.
3: Who's that? I heard it too. Give me that lamp. I heard it too, Jake.
4: Uh, Nobody's in here but us. Us and the kid. He got out.
1: No, I'm still here.
4: boy's... Ain't nobody with it. I
3: heard it, too. Well, that's nothing, Jake. I'm always hearing voices. (laughs) And now you're hearing them. Now we're both crazy. (laughs) Uh, Reckon it ain't so crazy a voice can scare me. If I'm crazy like you, then voices ain't real. Now put this shit out of the way, and then I'll get the others. No, stop. Please don't hit me with that Jake. No, 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 Jake. Put down that stick, Jake. Put it
1: down. Now.
3: I ain't scared of voices that ain't real. I said drop it. Uh, who hit me? Look. Huh? Look at that place on my wrist. Look. <laughs> well, Dick, I've been hearing voices for a long time. But I ain't never been hit by one. You done it. Oh, I did not. I wasn't near you.
1: Then it was the kid.
3: I
4: I heard him. Shut
3: the door to the
4: kid's room and lock. it. Yeah, hurry up, he Let him in. Don't say a word about my baby. Don't worry. Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy, too, but I ain't that crazy. Well, what took you so
1: long, Jake? Hello, Duke. Come in, Slim. Hurry up. Shut the door. Okay, Duke. Yeah, what a dump this is. Well, it's better than being in jail up north. If we didn't have this hideout, that's where you'd be. Oh, uh, hello, old Sadie.
3: Yeah. Come in, Duke shut up That
1: half witted it old dame talks too much hey are you staying for a while duke what's it to you
3: i don't care
1: oh lay off the guy slim jake and you too old sadie yeah we're taking a little rest away from the cops see turn the dogs loose in the yard around the house so they can chew up anybody that comes here looking for us go on jake do it now all right Duke. just a minute jake who's that somebody's in here duke <laughs>
3: voice again Jake they
1: <laughs> can't hear it unless they're crazy too hard. that voice again <laughs> yes Jake that same voice and the Duke can hear it too can't you Duke say what's going on here who is that I tell you didn't hear Duke who's playing tricks on Duke me? did you ever hear of the shadow the shadow I have Duke I know that's the guy to talks to you but you can't see him shut up you fool yes yeah, shadow I've heard about you.
2: I never believed what I heard,
1: though. You can believe it now. Listen, Duke. I'm here for only one purpose. To save the lives of four little children.
3: Oh, don't believe him. It's a lie.
1: Shut up. I'm handling this. Go ahead, Shadow. Go ahead. Talk some more. All right. Old Sadie and Jake there have put you in a tough spot. How, Shadow? Police the way we're hiding out? Huh. Oh no. Let him have it, Slim. <laughs> Look, Duke, the door! He went out the door! He's gone, Duke. He's gone. We can't get him now. Oh, yes, we can.
3: How? Ah, oh, the dog. <laughs> if the shadow's a man, them dogs can follow his scent. <laughs>
1: if the shadow is a man, you mean the dogs will trail him by his scent, even though we can't see him? She's right, Duke. But we haven't got anything to give the dogs to smell, to give them the scent. <laughs> Let's
3: see. Yeah, let's let's look around here.
1: Ah, uh, he's too <laughs> clever to have left anything behind.
3: Hey, where'd the boy get that handkerchief? He's sniffling into.
4: Handkerchief? Huh? Yeah. He never had no handkerchief when he come here.
3: Ah, uh, who gave you this handkerchief, little boy? Man.
1: What man? Salem, thy shadow can't escape this time.
2: The Shadow's Adventure continues in just a moment. Meanwhile, I'd like to say a few words about a subject that's uppermost in everyone's mind these days, how to save money. Large savings in cooking and heating costs can be made by switching to blue coal. For blue coal is the perfect home fuel. It is the best grade of Pennsylvania anthracite. And anthracite is the fuel that furnaces, cooking stoves, and Paula heaters in New England were designed to use. Blue coal gives off a steady, clean heat. It lasts longer and burns down to a fine, powdery ash without giving off smoke or grime common to many other fuels. Blue coal's cleanliness will appeal to New England housewives. For housekeeping is greatly simplified when blue coal is used because with this dependable fuel... You not only have a more comfortable home, but a cleaner house inside and out. These are the reasons why blue coal is so popular in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Sales in Pawtucket this winter are 12% ahead of sales for the same period a year ago. Here's another point. You buy American when buying blue coal. It is mined and prepared in Pennsylvania by the Glen Alden Coal Company, especially for home use. So for economy and cleanliness, start using blue coal tomorrow. Order it by name. Phone your nearest blue coal dealer. You'll find him listed in the where to buy it section of your classified telephone directory under the name Blue Coal.
1: Come on, Jake. Keep up a put where we can see you. Don't try to hide behind the trees. If you think you can sneak back to the house, all right, Duke. All right. Slim. Yeah, Duke. If Jake starts falling back any again anymore, trying to lose us among the trees in the dark, so he can go back to the house and finish off them kids, let him have it. Okay, boss. I wasn't. Honest, I wasn't. Okay. Then come on. Hey, you, Jake. Ain't those dogs liable to turn on us?
3: Yeah. If you was alone. Yeah, but I'm with you. <coughs>
4: You hear that, Duke? The dogs have got the shadow. Uh, It's lucky for us he left his hanging with the kids so the hounds could get the scent, ain't it, huh? Yeah.
1: Now, there's only one or two things for the shadow to do. Stand and be chewed by them beasts, or else climb a tree. He's not invisible to a dog's nose. They can smell him. If he's climbed a tree, we got him, Duke.
3: Hey, there's the dogs. Jump around that tree. Right there. See him?
1: Well, what do we do now? Well, we can't do much while it's dark. What do you mean? I mean we got to keep the shadow tree until it's daylight. Yeah,
3: but you can't see him, whether it's light or dark.
1: That's right. Maybe he's beating us after all. Listen, if we wait till daylight, then we can see where he is in the tree.
3: But you can't see where he is.
1: Yeah, but when he comes, he has to shake the branch he's sitting on. <laughs> and when we see any of them leaves shaking... We'll shoot right at that place. It'll be like shooting at nothing. I know. Hey, if we don't get him that way, he has two other things to choose from.
3: Yeah, what's that?
1: We can keep him treed until he gets so weak he can't work his invisibility gag anymore. And he comes down. And then the dogs get him. Well, there's nothing to do but wait till morning then. No. But we gotta keep awake. Morning ain't far off. And then we'll see. (laughs) I got to thinking, sitting here
4: last night, what about them kids? Well, Slim, what about them? We didn't do it, but they can pin a kidnapping wrap on us. Not without evidence, Slim.
1: No, but she... Oh, I get it. No evidence, huh? That's right. No kid. What do you think? Yeah. Jake, here don't want no evidence either. As soon as we dispose of the man who calls himself the shadow, no one will know. And then Jake here gets rid of the kids. That's right. Yeah, but how about Jake and old Sadie? I think they could uh, disappear and not be missed. Yeah, that's what I thought.
4: Hey,
1: Stoke, look. We can see the whole tree now. But I don't see nobody. No, of course not. But he's there. Now watch carefully, Slim. There's no wind. Any limb or branch that moves may be the shadow. Yeah. So when something moves, let him have it. I get it. Hey, but... How do we know when we get him? He'll come down, Slim. Now, you miss, Slim. Take your time.
3: Hey!
1: What's that? I thought I saw a branch move. We're shooting at the shadow, Jake. And when he's unconscious or dead,
4: we can see him all right. And then... <laughs> you didn't do so good
1: yourself, Duke. Uh, those dogs are hungry. Yeah. I bet they look nice from up in the tree waiting for their breakfast.
3: How can you shoot him if he can't see him?
1: Shut up, Jake. Take your time, Slim. Good morning, Duke. He's there. Good morning, Shadow. I hope you slept well. Oh, yeah. And you? Now, watch close, Slim. Yeah, yeah. Would it be too much for me to ask how are the little boys? They're all right, Shadow. So far. That's good.
3: Yeah, but I'll get rid of them.
1: Slim, get around the other side of the tree. I think he's low in the tree. Behind the trunk. Okay, Duke. We're taking care of you first, Shadow. You know too much. (laughs) Well, what's funny, Shadow? I'm laughing at you, Duke. Oh, yeah? You laugh (laughs) different when I get my hands on you. Why don't you come up here and try it? I don't have to. You'll come down. You have a long wait. Oh, yeah? Can't you say anything but, oh, yeah? You're really quite stupid, Duke. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm smart enough to get you out of that tree. Good. I was getting rather bored. Ah, shut up. Go back to the house and get an axe. This tree ain't too big to cut down. Very ingenious. Yeah, but the dogs. It ain't safe to leave without Jake. The dogs, they won't touch you. They're after the shadow. And Jake will keep them here. Sure, sure, I'll keep them here, sure. And hurry back. Don't let them dogs come after me. Jake will keep the dogs here. Yeah. Okay, watch it. Uh, Hurry back. Jake. Hey, Jake. Call the dogs,
3: though. They're going after Slim. Yeah, they don't like him. Hey, call it back. Slim, look out. Jake, the dogs are attacking him. Yeah, they're going
4: to eat him. I'll shoot him, Slim. Ah. Guess you, you didn't shoot him soon enough, Duke.
1: Well, Jake, your dog.
4: be awful mad. There's only Big Tom left, but the Duke will shoot him.
1: No, he won't. His gun's empty. at him go up that tree.
4: Yeah, Big Tom didn't get him. Now you're both up in the tree, ain't you?
1: No, Jake, I'm standing right here behind you. Now do what I tell you. Go over to that tree and tie Big Tom to it so that the Duke can't get down. Why should I? out of the way, don't you? Duke won't let you.
3: Yeah, he won't, maybe. Yeah, he won't let me, maybe. I won't tell him what I'm going to
2: do. Jake, fall off this dog. Tie him up, do you hear me?
1: Tie him up. No, not to my tree, you dope. Take him away. Listen to me. Don't tie him there, you half-wit. Well, Duke. If it's the last thing I do, sir You're going to have plenty to do before we meet again. Jake, come back here. Yeah.
5: You'll have there? plenty
1: of time to think about that. Here are some men that may help you out. Who are they? Uh, my Lord, what happened here? I don't know, Sheriff. Say, this is the hunchback, Jake. Hello,
3: Jake. Duke's up in the tree. Mm. Yeah, sit out, Sheriff,
1: dog won't attack anyone else. You killed him! Now, if our friend will come down out of the tree, I'll be delighted to put a pair of handcuffs onto him. I've been looking for him and his partner for some time. From the looks of things, I won't need to put the cuffs on his partner. Well, Marco, you'd you better go back to the car. All right.
3: Yes, I think I will. I, I only wanted to see if... Yes, I'll go back.
1: All right, men. Let's take him away. Marco. Marco.
3: Oh, oh, Lamont... Lamont, are you all right? Yes, but don't
1: speak my name here.
3: Darling, I was so frightened when I got your wireless message. I, I thought it was the end. So
1: did I? Are the
3: boys all right? Yes, all the boys are safe. They've been taken into town. The Deputy Sheriff took old Sadie along. Dickie Nelson is in one of the cars up the road waiting. Oh, Lamont, I feel so sorry
2: for that poor old woman. So
3: a minute, Dickie. I'm expecting someone. Who? Oh, here he comes now. Hello, Margot. Hello, Lamont.
1: Who is this young man?
3: This is Dickie Nelson. Dickie Lamont Cranston. Hello, Mr. Cranston.
1: Well, Dickie, I hear you had quite an adventure last night.
3: Yes. A kind man came to my room at that terrible house, but I couldn't see him.
1: Maybe you dreamt it, Dickie. Supposing we keep it a secret, just between us three.
2: Yes, I think that's a good idea.
3: All right. But it was a swell dream.
2: is John Barkley, blue Coal's heating expert, with some interesting information for you. Thank you, Ken Roberts. Good evening, friends. The health and comfort of
4: your family during this period of widely varying temperatures depends to a great extent on whether your heating plant delivers steady, even heat when you need it. And the efficiency of your heating plant depends upon the proper use of furnace dampers. Here are some helpful hints on the proper use of these dampers. First, the turn or the smoke pipe damper, should never be used for day-to-day control of heat. This damper should always be kept as nearly closed as possible without retarding the free burning of your fire. If you do not have automatic thermostat control of your furnace, the everyday control of heat should be left to your check damper, that flap-like damper located on your chimney pipe and the ash pipe damper. To get more heat through your house, close the check damper and open the ash pit damper. Always remember, when one is closed, the other should be open. If the house is warm enough, close the ash pit and open the check damper. The proper location of these dampers is important. The check damper should be between the chimney and turn damper, the latter being between the check damper and the furnace. If the dampers are in this position, they are properly placed. And if operated in the manner that I have just explained, you should not experience any trouble in maintaining an even temperature in all parts of your home. However, if you do have trouble with your furnace, phone your nearest blue coal dealer and ask him to send a John
2: Barclay serviceman to your home. I thank you. Thank you, Mr. Barclay. And friends, take Mr. Barclay's tip. Phone your nearest blue coal dealer. Have him send a John Barclay serviceman to your home tomorrow. I have just heard a dramatized version of one of the many copyrighted stories which appear in the Shadow magazine. All the characters and all the places named are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental.
1: <laughs> As you sow evil, so shall you reap. Not pay. A shadow knows.
2: <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, Blue Coal, America's finest dance site, will again present another thrilling adventure of The Shadow. Be sure to listen, and be sure to burn blue coal, the solid fuel for solid comfort.
0: All right, so that is probably one of the goofiest episodes of The Shadow that I've heard in a long time.
5: Still better than the first.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have put this one to you guys if I didn't think it was any good. But just the old lady's performance as the crazy lady who lives in the hill, who has the dog and the the son that she probably dropped on his head a couple times. <laughs> so she, she goes into town and she kidnaps kids. She goes and kidnaps kids and then leaves a body behind. So the people think that their kids are dead. Weird, right?
5: You would think they would recognize them, but... And she's yeah, and she's so over the toply acted. Like she's like
0: ah, oh, the new Dicky, hey, and like the sun's like ah, and like this just, like, just the strangest episode. The mob shows up, and the shadow shows up, and the mob puts the shadow in a tree, and the <laughs> shadow can, I don't the dogs maul the mobsters, and like the cops show. It's just the craziest, man. Like this was this had to be like one of the weird <laughs> episodes.
5: This was still Orson Welles, right?
0: Yes. And oh boy, like it's it's great, but it's still I don't know. It's it's good but dumb at the same time.
5: Did he help write these, or was this like if he did was this the episode where he's like I got something else going on and somebody else wrote it? Or
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if he had a hand in writing them or not, but. Yeah, I mean, probably some guy was like, you know how Marvel used to have the Assistant Editor's Month? Yeah. And they would have a warning on it? <laughs> I think this episode should have a warning, like, Assistant Writer's Month. Because, <laughs> wow. Not your typical Shadow episode.
5: You can picture Orson Welles rolling his eyes through the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, what is going on?
0: I'm in a tree. There's a... And, yeah, there's there's a guy in the background going... And, Yeah. It's it's definitely a shadow episode.
5: Wasn't there a part in The Red Fern Grows where something gets caught in a tree or something like that? That's what I'm picturing with this. Is <laughs> <laughs> like. who, who
0: knows? They probably had that book sitting on their desk. But no, it, I don't know. So next week we are going to do a kind of creepy episode called Death in a Minor Key. And then we're going to move off on to a
5: show called the Falcon. I'm pretty excited about that. It'll be fun. Um, yeah, my, my interest in the shadow has grown quite a bit Yeah, because of these episodes. Like I said, that first one was something that kind of just creeped me out a little bit because it's like he stocks them. But as you listen to more of these, uh, you really start to understand the character and get a good feel for the character. And it's become a lot more enjoyable. Um, so it's going to be cool to kind of move on to something else, but we can always bounce back to it because there's plenty of these. Right. There's a lot. Yeah. Um
0: I will say that I did skip an episode that I absolutely hated. Um, it's called The Temple Bells, and it was on a cassette when I was a kid, and I couldn't stand the episode when I was a kid, and I still can't stand it. And it's kind of like when I introduced my wife to Doctor Who, right? And we were watching the Chris Eccleston one, and she watched the first episode with the animated mannequins. And then the second episode, right, that one was great. And then the second episode, they go to the space station in the future, and they meet that lady who's just skin and a mouth. And he's breathing in people's mouths and just crazy crap. And I was like, I can't make you watch this. If you watch this episode, you will not watch the rest of them. So she's never seen it. (laughs) She's (laughs) never seen that episode. And if you guys want to listen to the Temple Bells and find out what I'm talking about, it's horrible. It is Horrible. And I'm surprised they even made it past that episode. Wow. All right. Because. Yikes. I mean, they're trying to get a little bit more of its origin story in there, but. Yeah. I mean, there's bells that this woman can command that can turn him visible. It Doesn't make any
5: sense. And, well, it's kind of like Venom from the Marvel Universe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. you have a weakness to Sonics. <laughs>
0: But she just, she has like this magic that can make bells appear out of nowhere, like sounds of bells. Or she can ring bells in Nepal that can make the shadow up it's just stupid.
5: All right. So I might have to listen to it just to see how stupid. But. Oh, man. It's, it's
0: bad. <laughs> and he says her name like eight times. Saudi Belada. Like, he just constantly says it. And I've heard this episode so many times that I know what her name is. And it's just like. It's so bad. But yeah, okay, so next week, the Death of the Minor Keys. So if you guys want to go out and listen to it before we talk about it, yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's everywhere.
5: All right. Um.
0: So, all right, it's been Nick. Ryan. And we'll talk to you guys next week.
5: All right, bye. Bye.